Welcome back, everybody, to Tales Never Fails podcast, continuing our team needs as we go through. We're looking at the Minnesota Vikings here at pick number 18 in the draft as we're going from 1 to 32. I'm joined, as always, by Mr. Parker Hurley. Parker, how you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Yeah, we were talking about how the you know Minnesota Vikings are an interesting team because last offseason they felt like they were so all-in on that season, and then to miss the playoffs, you really, you know, you're going back to the drawing boards, but you're kind of doing it on the fly because you thought this window was open only to realize, you know, you missed the playoffs. So they're a very interesting team at this point. Yeah, and looking at their estimated cap space and draft picks on SpotRack, um, a little bit under $6 million in estimated cap space and only five draft picks. As we go through this, um, they're going to have some tough decisions to make and not a lot of margin for error in terms of cap space or draft capital. Right, and it goes straight into the quarterback position where, you know, they kind of, what their big plan was, was, you know, they kind of saw this coming a little bit, and they went to the NFC Championship game with Case Keenum, and they said, you know what, we actually have the opportunity to run this back one more time, and we're going to add Kirk Cousins to the mix, who is, you know, this um, good quarterback is what they're, you know, thinking at this point, and he can take this team over the edge only to find out that, you know, you can't just run it back one season, you know, all the pieces just gel and jive, and you have offensive line problems, and you have offensive coordinator problems, and Cousins isn't necessarily what you think he is. Um, and then all of a sudden, like I said, you know, you, you kind of thought that, well, a guy like Kirk Cousins can carry us through the fact that, you know, this is now his second year, and it was supposed to be his second year with Filippo, and it's supposed to be coming off of, you know, a kind of a winning season and, you know, good vibes, and now he can kind of carry us through. Yeah, we're missing some, you know, cab space, and yeah, we don't have the draft equity, but we knew that because we were so all in on last season, and now we're kind of reaping the benefits of last season and everything Cousins brings us to go, you know, above and beyond quarterback duties is kind of icing on the cake, and now they're sitting here like... Now Kirk Cousins really needs to start carrying this team because he's eaten up a huge portion of the roster and it's going to be tough to fill some of these other spots and all of his money's guaranteed. And it's, what, two more years? Um, yeah, I mean, they're kind of thinking that, you know, they have some young, talented defensive players or, you know, some are going to start to head out the door here, um, you know, really this offseason due to, you know, Kirk Cousins. So if the defense is going to slowly get worse... It has to be a guy like Kirk Cousins picking them up with the offense. So, I mean, yeah, it stinks because, you know, it ended on such a sour note with Filippo getting fired and, I mean, even Thielen and Cousins, you know, in Week 17 really getting into each other's faces. But, I mean, they're so uh, dependent on Kirk Cousins. Uh, it's crazy. I'd actually almost rather take that $10 million cheaper case game than the situation they have with Cousins right now, but... You know, that's kind of hindsight at this point. Yeah, or just, I don't know, they could have, you know, went a couple different routes than to, yeah, just put, you know, so much stock into him. Like I said, you know, given what you're giving him in in terms of the salary cap, he not only has to play like Case Keenum, like you said, the salary savings of Case Keenum means uh, margin for error in other positions, being able to have other positions better because your quarterback, maybe Keenum isn't as good as uh, Cousins, but... Still, you know, it's that it's the big salary difference, and yeah, you could have you know drafted somebody, or you could have went a lot of cheaper routes um, than Cousins, and now it's kind of all coming down on Cousins. Yeah, and we also kind of talking about you know bringing in Gary Kubiak, and I was saying that you know I read that they are going to 
potentially carve out more of a role for Dalvin Cook here, which could take a lot of the load off Cousins. You know, Cook was banged up throughout the year. Um, but, you know, if he could really get back to what we've seen he's capable of, that could also really help the offense. Yeah, and I'm a big Dalvin Cook fan and think that he could. Um, you know, I think a lot of his issues, um, especially early into the season, were, um, you know, like I kind of said, a lot of it's on – it's mainly three things. The offensive line, um, Kirk Cousins, and uh, – the offensive coordinator, you know, and you could add, you know, this Tony Sperano thing, the offensive line coach passed away. Like that actually adds into not only did the offensive line not have talent, they were also being propped up by a strong offensive line coach to kind of lose all of that and have all of that in succession. Um, I would definitely buy into Dalvin Cook, you know. I would buy into the fact that, like you said, um, they basically um, got rid of Filippo and got, you know, back, you know, some... Uh, Kubiak is a run first person, and they want to run the football more. And that's you know the uh, Stefanski is the the offensive coordinator they just promoted, you know, to run the football more. He was a running backs coach, and they want Dalvin Cook to be the focal point of that team. And you know that would take a lot of the pressure off of a guy like Kirk Cousins is to you know run through Dalvin Cook if he can be healthy. I think he could be really productive in this new offense. Um, you look at their depth; it's Mike Boone and Rock Thomas. Um, I know not, not many people know them, but I'm pretty um, confident in their abilities. You know, I think Thomas can catch the football, can play special teams, and I think Boone can be a power back who's also pretty athletic and can catch the football out of the backfield. So, really, not in my opinion, you know, you don't have um, salary cap space anyways, but you don't need to look for any even depth at running back. So you think, like, with their pending free agents of Latavius Murray and Amir Abdullah, do you think they'll make any decisions to bring either one of those back, or probably not? Murray's not going to come back because um, someone's going to actually give him decent money for, like, a role. And, you know, Boone could do what Murray does, in my opinion, for a cheaper salary. Um, Abdullah, if he wanted, because he's not going to have a market. So, you know, if he felt comfortable in Minnesota and thought that he could, you know, beat out a guy like Rock Thomas, he definitely could come back. But that's what he's doing. He's coming back to compete with Rock Thomas. Yeah, and as we were talking about... Uh, you know what the offense is going to look like. You know the issues of last season. Let's actually jump ahead here. We'll we'll jump to the offensive line first, out of order from what we normally do, just to kind of keep things flowing here. But looking at you know some of the guys that were banged up last year, um, but Brian O'Neill um, looked pretty good as a rookie. You know they still have Riley Reef coming back next year. Mike Remmers. Um, in terms of cap casualties, you think either one of those could go? Potentially, I know you were talking about Riley Reef might be sliding into guard. You know, they tried to slide, um, well, first O'Neill, I believe, and then Remmers. They tried to slide both of them into guard, and it neither of them really necessarily works. So, I mean, there's, I guess they're just like poking and prodding around an idea at guard. So, um, if Reef could slide into guard, then you pretty much need Remmers at right tackle. If Reef is your starting, uh, I think it would be right tackle, and then uh, O'Neal would be your starting left tackle, or I think it's the other way around. Either way, if those are your two starting tackles, you could, in my opinion, you could get rid of Mike Remmers, who, like I said, showed that he couldn't really play guard, and you could save $5 million doing it. The issue is, you know, whether you get rid of Mike Remmers or not, you kind of have a hole at guard. So that's why I kind of think saving the $5 million and, you know, not having an issue. But like I said, if Reef could slide into guard and then Remmers could slide into tackle, then you do keep him. But that's, that, that's still tough to buy into. Um, Pat Elfine will come back as, as a starting center. Another issue with the Vikings was, you know, uh, Elfine gets hurt in camp. 
um, doesn't open the season as starting and, you know, slowly works himself back in. So, you know, new quarterback, new offensive coordinator, center's not even starting, you know, so you got issues there. Um, Brett Jones or Nick Easton, I think Easton also ended up on the IR before the season started. You try and bring him back to get him in at guard, but he, I think he's had two seasons ended by injury. So, I mean, you're just looking for guard in the biggest of ways because I think it'd be for the best if it was just reefing O'Neal as your tackles and Elfline at center, but then I don't see really anybody on the roster who could slot in at guard. So they're going to have to, you know, like we kind of been saying, maybe get creative at guard or they're going to have to put resources into it, but they don't have a lot of resources. So um, probably in the first round, you know, they could be looking at guard. Yeah, I mean, I would say definitely in the first, those first three rounds are definitely going to have to go offensive line. I mean, maybe two of those first, you know, they only have, they have a one, two, three, four, and six. Two of those first four probably should go into the offensive line because they don't have the resources to sign someone that's on the free agent market. Absolutely, and we already said, you know, hey, the defense was so good and you only got so far that maybe you do have to take a hit on the defense to get better on the offense, but you've got to find a way to get better on the offense. It's starting to appear. And, yeah, you take some pressure off of Kirk Cousins. How do you do that? You run the football. You can't run the football if you can't name any of your starting guards right now. So, yeah, they got to find some guard play. Yeah, and we'll get into kind of some of the things they can do on the defensive side, but we'll finish up with the guys that can help Cousins. Um, the wide receivers, you know, they still they are running back Diggs and Thielen. Uh, Treadwell is coming into his last year, you know, his fifth year. His first-round pick is – they'll have the decision to make on his fifth-year option, so it's kind of a make-or-break for him. Um, and Aldrick Robinson is the only UFA I see right now. They don't really have much beyond those top three, though. Yeah, and even Laquan, like you said, I I would probably assume that they're not going to um, – you know, not going to give him that fifth year option. He's going to be an unrestricted, or he's going to be a restricted free agent, I believe it is next next yeah. off season. So um, yeah, Laquan Treadwell is going to be playing for money, and um, yeah, I mean they have Diggs and they have Thielen, and the nice thing about Thielen and Diggs pretty much is that um, both of them can move into the slot when needed. Um, Diggs has a little bit of injury concerns, but nonetheless, you have the two of them wrapped up. But I think yeah, I mean I don't think you go into this off season trusting Treadwell as a starting, you know, as that third wide receiver. And, you know, Chad Beebe is kind of, you know, a little undersized slot player. And uh, Jeff Badden, I believe it is, is just like a project. So, yeah, they don't have anything at receiver beyond that. So um, probably in those middle rounds, you know, like you said, you hit offensive line early and often. But at some point, they're going to have to get some depth at receiver. Um, Maybe even bring Aldrick Robinson back as like a fourth or, uh, you know, really a fifth receiver you could you know, with Treadwell, BB, and uh, Aldrick behind those guys, but I wouldn't be surprised if they drafted someone in those middle rounds. Yeah, and um, you know, looking at the wide receiver prospects in this draft that we've gone through, Parks, um, it is pretty deep at wide receiver. So Vikings fans, you know, definitely check out the podcast we're going to release after the combine when we go through all the different positions. But we can round out the offense here. With a position that looks, you know, pretty solid, I don't really think they're going to have to make any moves here, Parks, but what do you know about their tight end situation going forward? 
Yeah, actually, you know, everyone knows Kyle Rudolph, but I actually like a lot of the depth that they have in terms of um, Tyler Conklin, I think, has a big chance to take a step forward as a pass catcher next season. And uh, David Morgan has always kind of been a solid number two as a blocker who can catch just a little bit. But yeah, I really like the Tyler Conklin upside. And even Cole Hikatini has a little bit of upside as a pass catcher. But the fact of the matter is, the fact that I even know their fourth tight end in that regard... Um, tells you that, yeah, I think they have enough even in terms of depth behind Rudolph. They have enough there. And, yeah, I would look for Conklin as a sleeper almost. Yeah, and we can move on here to the defense. You know, there's definitely a strength of this team. We'll start on the defensive line, the interior defensive line. The decision really comes between Sheldon Richardson, Linval Joseph, and Jaleel Johnson. Uh, Parker, kind of go through this situation that they have that they're looking at. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because this is a spot where they have so much depth here. Um, I know they're going to lose, but probably Sheldon Richardson. He had such a good season. And, you know, if he wants to come back and try and win. But, you know, what they, what he was kind of thinking or, you know, he played the most motivated you've seen him because um, it was kind of the first winning environment he's been on. Um, or Yeah, he was on Seattle last year, but they missed the playoffs too. So maybe it's just him. So um, maybe he won't be back. But nonetheless, uh Richardson is, yeah, I mean, he's a player, I thought he put out his best tape last season, so he's 28 years old, he's probably going to get paid by somebody, um, so it's tough to say that Minnesota's going to be that team that brings him back, you know, Tom Johnson is a guy that, like, you know, pencil him in for, like, 10 solid snaps a game, you know, one of those type of players, so you could probably get him back, but, um, the fact that you're losing Sheldon Richardson, um, you probably want Jaleel Johnson to take a step forward beside Linval Joseph. So you could cut Linval Joseph. Um, you know, he's getting a little bit older. And Jaleel Johnson does a lot of the same things that he does. Um, you know, you could save $7 million by cutting Joseph. But if you can't bring back Sheldon Richardson, or if you don't even want to bring back Sheldon Richardson, you definitely have to bring back uh, Linval Joseph, who still does bring, you know, he's still probably worth his contract. It's just like in cap maneuvering situations. And, you know, we were talking about Everson Griffins potentially on the chopping block, who he's still probably worth his contract. But when you add in some of them, you know, he missed a lot of time this season due to some mental, uh, you know, questions. And you don't want to cut a guy because, you know, because of the, something like that, I think it's a lot more to do with the semantics of the salary cap, and they have to save. They could save about ten million dollars by cutting him. And you look into the depth there, where you know you're saying on the interior, you're losing Sheldon Richardson. On the edge, you have Daniel Hunter, who's you know emerging. He's still like 26 years old, something along those lines. Um, and you have Stephen Weatherly, who took a big step forward when Griffin was out. Um, and then you have uh, Jalen Holmes, who's a player who could be, um, he's kind of a guy who plays outside on rundowns and plays inside on pass downs, but still he could give you some early down success. Um, and then Ade Aruna is actually a guy who's pretty much is a pure athlete. I think he was on the practice squad all of last year, but he's a player who could give you pass down situations. So Jalen Holmes gives you a little run, Ade Aruna gives you a little pass. So you have the depth to replace Everson Griffin. So, um, like I said, Griffin's still probably worth the money, but you could line up, you know, Daniil, Linval Joseph, Jaleel Johnson, and Stephen Weatherly and still have some depth in the terms of Jalen Holmes, um, uh, even Deshaun Bauer, and then Ade Aruna, and a guy like Tom Johnson could get brought back on the cheap. So you have the depth in that regard. If anything, they're going to add to defensive tackle because I think they're going to lose Sheldon Richardson, and they're going to want to, um, you know, even if they bring back Tom Johnson, he's 35 going on to 36. Like, they want to bring someone else back. So if anything, they're going to bring back, or they're going to add on defensive tackle. You know, maybe, like you said, two of their four uh, draft picks, first four go to offensive line, one goes to defensive tackle, one goes to receiver. 
Yeah. And, you know, the cap situation really stinks there for the decision they're going to have to make on the defensive line. Um, but another guy they're probably going to lose, moving on a linebacker, uh, Anthony Barr, he's probably, I would say, almost certainly gone. Um, but how's the rest of that squad look? Yeah, and the thing with Barr is I'm interested to see if a 3-4 team will sign him. He's always been in a 4-3 off-the-ball linebacker. I want to see him almost as a 3-4 outside linebacker. I think that'd be interesting, which just which just adds into the fact that I don't think he's going to be back, you know. But like you said, also the salary cap, and that's why I'm almost kind of shaping their, you know, their needs as far as how you could address it in the draft, you know. Um, and, you know, even in losing Barr, they're going to bring back Kendricks, who's obviously, you know, their big, uh, you know, their big Mike in the middle. Ben Gideon could play pretty much, uh, you know, some Sam. And then Kenshaw Brothers could slot into the will. So, I mean, you probably want to get, you know, uh, even Amada Afa, I think he was on the uh, on the practice squad, could play some Sam, too. So, um, and that makes Gideon, who's, Gideon's actually a little more athletic than some people think. And on nickel situations, I'm pretty sure Kendrick and Gideon would slot in next to each other. So whoever you're adding in terms of linebacker, I think you'll add like somebody, but I think it's just depth behind the fact that Kendrick's and Gideon, um, Gideon's kind of taking a step forward. So, um, it's kind of some depth behind that, or it's like a late round pick who could hang around Kentrell brothers who hasn't really taken the steps that they probably want him to take. Yeah, and then kind of rounding out this whole entire team, secondary, um, they may need some depth, but other than that, the secondary looks pretty good to me. Yeah, especially because uh, Trey Waynes took a step forward last season, and he's so interesting because I thought he was like uh, a big letdown his first, what, three seasons, and then his fourth season, he has, a, I thought, a big step forward, honestly, and now he's, you know, it's his fifth season. Are they going to sign him? What are they going to do about him? You know, there's cap implications, you know, obviously moving forward as well. So he's such an interesting case. And he's in such an, a, you know, a big year for him because, like I said, you know, it hasn't been, you know, consistently every year he's been pretty good. I mean, yeah, he, you know, he even had his downs last season. You know, he's no Xavier Rhodes at all at this point. But, um, and even Xavier Rhodes for like the first time had some injury concerns. And I know he played through, I think, some hamstring stuff. So, um, you know, you have some questions there. Um, but at least, you, you know, you drafted Mike Hughes. I think for the most part, you want Mike Hughes to play outside and, you know, potentially, you know, take Trey Wayne's spot on the outside because Mackenzie Alexander can still play the slot. But, you know, Mackenzie hasn't necessarily been too great either, and Mike Hughes can play the slot. So it's going to be interesting to see how they decide between, um, you know, Trey Waynes and McKenzie pretty much moving forward, and then that'll kind of dictate where Mike Hughes takes a step forward. But nonetheless, because they have four or five guys, you know, if they if they address it, it'll be late. Oh, they also have Holton Hill, who I forgot about him, who I thought he was, had a really good uh, rookie season, and he could play the outside. So they're not going to address that at all. Um, the cornerback position. It's just going to be sorting out whether Trey Waynes will be back next year or McKenzie. Yeah, and the guys behind that, you know, looking at the safeties, um, they may need some depth because they have two free agents, uh, Aloka and Anthony Harris. Um, do you think they'll bring either one of those guys back? Anthony Harris, it'll be interesting because, you know, Harrison Smith is the guy, obviously. And then it's Andrew Sandejo, but Sandejo missed time, and Anthony Harris looked really, um, looked pretty good, in my opinion. So it's a question of, you know, Sandejo's entering a UFA season, and you could maybe save like one or two mil for him. But Harris on an open market after putting in, you know, some decent snaps, is he going to get, you know, anywhere, anything at all that makes him, you know, not even worth it to a team like. 
Minnesota. So um, Harris would be nice, and he would even be nice depth with Sendejo. But like I said, I'm starting to think that, you know, because he played a little bit last season, that we'll see We'll see what his market is. If he doesn't have a market, he'll definitely be back. If he has the market that I'm kind of projecting, I don't think he'll be back. In that regard, um, they even have a guy like J. Ron Curse, so they're not necessarily, you know, strapped for it. But um, Sendejo has injury questions, and he's a UFA, so they're probably going to want somebody next to Harrison Smith. But the good thing about the safety next to Harrison Smith is it's kind of like I always would say with Troy Polamalu is like with all you need is a Ryan Clark because Ryan Clark just does his job and like nothing else. Like it doesn't matter that he doesn't do anything else. You kind of just need a guy to like because he's such a freelancer. You know, that's like what Harrison Smith does. He runs around so you kind of just need a guy that you always know he's going to be in the right position. So then when Harrison is not in the right position, at least you know what I mean? So it it work, kind of works out and that's what you really need in that second safety anyways. Yeah, and to kind of round out the uh the Vikings here definitely need um help at offensive line wide receiver interior defensive line and probably linebacker but like we said they don't have a ton of resources so it'll be interesting to see what they do right and yeah i mean like you said um it's going to be about you know saving some cap and finding some depth in terms of money so like we kind of said what they have five draft picks i could almost you know fill it out for you two offensive linemen a wide receiver a linebacker and a defensive tackle you know (laughs) there's your five picks i don't know if you're going to sign any you know free agents of note so that, that might be it for you yeah, definitely check out our uh, draft when we go through the positions um, after the combine. De- Vikings fan, definitely check those out. But that does it for number 18 in Minnesota Vikings. The Tennessee Titans at 19 are up next.